All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. This is Chasing Function, and this is Kai. And this is Noah. Nice. So... Nice. So, we're talking about athletes. Well, we're talking about people. We're talking about people who do athletic things and are sometimes athletes um, and not limiting the conversation to athlete athletes, but talking about athletes. So, here's what got me. Okay, so uh, working with the general pop in like a big setting again, um, I have these like gentle reminders of things that happened when I worked at my gym prior when I owned my CrossFit. And some of it is people's just genuine like want to suffer for God knows what reason. Um, And they're just capacity for suffrage. And so... I thought it might be an interesting discussion. It might not be, but around this idea that like, Hey, my knee hurts, but I'm not going to say anything. And I'm just going to keep squatting or, Hey, uh, my back hurts, but YOLO let's deadlift heavy. Right. Um, or, Hey, I've fried my adrenals because I just don't know when to stop training. Right. So all of these scenarios are like readily present all the time in a gym setting. Like it's funny because working in pain, they're like my personal clients, my one-on-one clients, they're coming to me to rectify issues around pain. So the mentality when they come to me is like, Hey, what can I do to make this stop hurting? Right. They've almost like given into the darkness and they're like, okay, I'm hurt. I need to fix it. Right. Whereas a large population of gym folk either won't admit they're in the darkness or they'll just like push past. Yeah. And so to me, it's just like an interesting value statement around like, why? Like, why, why suffer? And why punish yourself with no direct intent? Like, like, okay, Hussein Bolt is going to run in the Olympics on a, you know, a strain quad. Like, I get that. That makes perfect sense to me, right? Like, I understand that, like, listen, we're going to train for one thing. When I work with my professional athletes, that's a lot of the conversations is like, hey, on Sunday, like, I need to be on the field so no one takes my job so that I can pay for bills and take care of my family. I get that. But like, if you're just a dad or a mom or a guy or a girl, right? Why, why suffer? Like, why put yourself through that? You know, so that's, that's what I wanted to talk about. So like, Kai, what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, I think that um, I get the same same kind of things right we both kind of work with the same similar population that you know is hurt that they want to get back to doing things that they want to do i have a lot of like tennis golf right people not professional but just like you know hobbies um but some of them are pretty competitive they play in like national tournaments and stuff and so they have this value in achievement right so they'll they'll have little aches and pains here and there but they'll push past right you know right. in 
in their history it's like oh you know like i'll get this little strain here i'll get this i'll just rest a bit and get back out there so that's their strategy but <clears throat> you know with with people at higher levels that that's their work and that's their job have to be um at their best like um it's funny you mentioned uh usain bolt running on a, a string quad and um you know certain athletes having to, to get out and, and do their thing one of my clients just told me a story about um one of these uh safeties that kept um either dislocating or or, or um fracturing their pinky or whatever like before we cut know, it off Oh, yeah, they're like you're talking, about, you're talking about Ronnie Lott, who was a 49er in the 80s, yeah, and uh, it was in the Super Bowl, yeah, right he had the- dislocated his pinky again, and he said, Cut it off, mm-hmm. and they were like, What? He's like, Cut it off, and they cut it off, yeah, but I mean, and 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 I think what it really really comes down to, and this is me trying to get deep, is is value right like how much do you value your health your life your you know the the thing that you bring to society to your community whatever it is um really kind of dictates that that motivation behind whether you push past pain or you continue to push even though you know you should probably stop um because a lot of these people right like crossfitters most most of the time right it's like oh i'm super sore today i'm tired but i'm gonna keep pushing through and and do this lift and then they dislocate their shoulder or they do something that messes up their back or something like that they know like oh my body's telling me i should probably shut down or not do this but the the mind is like no like don't don't succumb to that just keep pushing past and, and really just like go do it when their body's not ready for it and i think that you know it's at a certain point right like pushing past is good right we're, we're increasing capacity for them to you know you know lift more or you know building up their their stamina or whatever it may be but there's like very fine lines, right? Like going from, you know, a 300 pound deadlift to a 400 pound deadlift is a lot, but doing 300 to 310 is a little bit easier for, of a, of a jump than, than the hundred pound jump. So I think when, when we look at athletes and they, they are valuing them or viewing themselves as like the superstar or, you know, whatever role they're playing in their sport have to have a certain, um, I don't know, like bravado about it. Right. And they have to achieve. So they go to the gym and they push themselves sometimes past what they should be going towards. But, um, so like, how do you know, have conversations with those athletes that are, like no, I need to. I need to hit this PR. I need to hit this certain you know weight. I need to do all these things. But you know from their history, their movement patterns, and everything that they're not, probably not ready for that. 
Man, I don't know. I, I haven't had as much success with it as I have historically. Like I find that with my with my client base, you fit in one of two categories. Like you fit into like really coachable and like you're gonna listen or or not. And I think I, I haven't really been able to figure out how to like quantify which is which or who is who. Um but everybody has a breaking point, right? Like what I find is some of my people that I never thought were going to listen are listening now where I'm like, Hey, let's just scale away from this exercise. Like we don't have to do this. Like you don't have to lunge. Right. And if you want to lunge, we can work our way towards it, but you don't have to. I just want to pause right here real quick. Cause uh, I think this might be very beneficial for people. Like, what do you think changed for them? Like the don't listen in the beginning, but now they starting to see like, Oh, well, if I do something differently, I get a different result. And, you know, what are the kind of conversations that you have with them that you think helps them, uh, you know, change that? So I think acute pain versus nagging pain is one of them. Like, I think it's one thing when you like, oh, every time I lunge, it hurts, right? Mm-hmm. Versus, hey, I woke up and my knee hurts. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. I think most of my client base that's ready to pay me to fix what's broken, most of them are having like sustained pain. Like, it's not like they are... Like, it's not like a, a, oh, every now and then my knee hurts. It's like usually like, oh, my knee is throbbing all the time. Um, Sometimes you get people that like have the foresight to like, to, to this hurts. So I'll stop. And here's what I'll say, right. As a a relatable athlete, I got a junkie left elbow, right? Like I got, I got a powerlifting elbow. And it doesn't seem to be matter what I do to it. It always kind of goes back to being a junk elbow. And, um, and that's a hard thing to swallow as mm-hmm. like myself, right? We're yeah. like, I can fix anything except for my own elbow. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the answer to the problem to my elbow has been not, not loading pronation. Mm. If I don't load pronation, my elbow doesn't get junky, right? Which to those of you out there that don't know what those words mean, like imagine like holding um, holding a barbell in a bench press, holding a barbell in a deadlift, holding uh, you know, a pull-up bar, holding a lat pull-down bar, like anything where I'm holding a straight bar is going to cause pain to my elbow. And it may not cause pain on the spot, it just will cause pain. So what I've done is I've just stop doing those things like if i'm deadlifting on a straight bar i'm going to an over under grip immediately which odds are probably is what caused the problem to begin with right is i've over under deadlifted for so long that i'm always i know these these words don't make any sense to everybody but i'm always supinating and externally rotating on my left side Mm. versus pronating and internally rotating right i also think that because i don't switch my over under grip I'm yeah. always left under right over. I think my right hand is much stronger than my left and I have a grip issue with my left. Right. Um, things I'm addressing, like I'm working towards solving those problems, but what I'll say is knowing the root of the problem, my solution wow. is to go to movements that don't hurt. So I can trap our deadlift all day. Right. Um, I got, we jokingly call them hot dogs at the gym but they're the handles that you can hang from the rig. Um, Those handles allow me to create rotation. Uh, You can also use rings if you wanted to. 
Um, I attach those same handles when I'm doing lap pull downs. Mm-hmm. Um, I bench press on dumbbells. So I specifically bought heavier dumbbells at home for that, that reason. Um, I pressed with dumbbells. So I do very little upper body movement with a barbell anymore because that yeah. keeps me out of pain. And the thing is, is because I'm not irritating my elbow. When I did go, I went to a seminar this past weekend. And um, when I went to that seminar, uh, one of the exercises where they were talking about bench press, and I got kind of challenged a bit on mm. my street cred. Uh-oh. So, yeah, <laughs> hilarious. So the seminar, the seminar is primarily for physios that don't lift weights. And so, which I didn't know when I signed up for it. Um, but it, the, the seminar was, it's barbell rehab. So it's all about essentially teaching physios how to use the barbell to help rehab clients. Great seminar, by the way. Um, Dr. Mike, who runs, it's very intelligent, very well ran. Just the barbell is my life, right? So like, I'm not, there's not a lot there. I'm getting nuggets, but, um, I was coaching deadlift in a small group and I got kind of like pushed back from one of the doctors. I was like, well, what do you know about deadlift? I'm like, I've, I've deadlifted like once or twice, or I'm sorry, bench press, bench press. So I bench press once or twice in my life. So I, I, I kind of get it. And so they worked at the 315 for one, and then I ego lifted and I jumped on and I did it a couple of times. Um, so turns out, by the way, still strong, even though I don't use the barbell. Um, so I bench press 315 for 14 uh, cold, which I don't recommend. But um, that didn't hurt. Right, which would normally hurt, but I let my elbow simmer. Now, if I did that weekly, I'd probably have a problem, right? Yeah. So, long story short, scaling is what keeps me in the gym. Like, I haven't missed any workouts. My chest hasn't suffered from it. Um, and obviously, my bench press hasn't suffered from it, really, right? So, my answer to a lot of my client base is before that pain is no longer acute, like, we are trying to be proactive around scaling. And yeah. so, you know, I'm, I'm not aggressive in shutting people down. I'm, I'm the opposite of that. Um, I'm like, what can we do? Right. So what it sounds like is that instead of just not doing that movement and not doing anything, right. Cause some people will be like, Oh, this all hurts my elbow. It hurts my knees. It hurts this. So I probably won't, I just won't even do it. And I'll do, I'll just go walk or do the bike or do elliptical or whatever. Right. Um, what you're saying is understand what the mechanism is for that specific movement and don't do it in that whatever mechanism is is causing that so for you like rotating the wrist a certain way is problematic so you rotate the wrist a different way so you find you continue to do a certain movement pattern without it exacerbating pain or making it worse um, and so I think that that, that alone helps people, right? Because instead of doing a lunge pattern, maybe they do a, a knee extension, right? Or maybe they just, uh, elevate their foot or they elevate the other, the other leg or, you know, maybe do a side lunge or, do, or, or anything else that doesn't cause pain, but you're still addressing like the mechanism behind why the pain is there. Right. Um, and so to, to kind of bring it back to like pushing past pain. It's like, well, if you can find ways to continue to do the movements, right. Um, then, then you can continue to do the things that you want to do. Like right. Work exercise, right. Versus 
oh, it hurts. I'm not going to do anything. And then the pain gets worse or it doesn't get addressed. And then you go and try to do it again and then it gets worse. And, um, and I think that's kind of where a lot of people land is because they don't understand, right? They don't understand the things that we understand. And uh, another layer of it is they, you know, they don't have the um, wherewithal, having used that word in a while, to yeah. ask, right? And to ask someone like a professional like you or me to like, hey, like what's going on with this? Why can't I lunge without pain? Why can't I bench press without having my elbow hurt for weeks? Um, and I think once once people get that um, that ego out of the way and, and ask for help and, um, you know, like for me too, right? Like I've had plenty of uh, injuries myself and I'll ask uh, Jeremy in the gym that he does Eldoa and all these other different uh, modalities that I don't do. Or I'll ask Martina to help me with some PRI stuff with my upper back or I'll go down to San Diego and ask for help with fascial counter strain all over my body. Um, but it, we can only take ourselves so far. Right. Right. And, um, and when you ask for help and you are open to that, then you can get even further. Right. Cause then you can learn, um, you know, and I think this is more for the, for the general population of, of learning your body. Right. Cause when you can learn your body, then you're more prepared next time that something hurts right right um, i think that's what um both you and i do really well is like educate our our clients or patients because majority of the healthcare system is not about educating it's just like mask the problem or, or fix the problem but it's like the whole saying um uh give a man a fish he's fed for a day but teach a man a right. fish he's forever um you know, and, and I think that's something that I really um, value in in what we do is to really educate the clients and patients to, you know, um, own own their body, right? Right. Not just like, oh, well, my back hurts, so I got to go see the chiropractor and he'll adjust me. And then 10, 10 days later, I'll have to go back. And then another week goes by and I got to go back and, you know when it could be solved by just proper lifting or, you know, changing the way that you, you do certain lifts or exercises. Well, and it, it's funny. So the seminar this weekend, again, tidbits came from it. And some of it was just some like really nice gentle reminders. But one of the things that he talked about was like it, the, the dosage ends up typically being the problem, yeah. right? Not the necessarily the movement, it's the dosage. Right. And so he talked about like, you know, frequency and intensity and movement variation, all these things. They said like frequency is like the biggest part of it. Right. And I think that's something that like becomes really important when you're having these discussions with your client base. Right. So I, I bench press, you know, at the seminar, right. The straight bar, but the dosage was relatively low. Right. If you were to take like my, my total volume for the month. Right. So yeah. the total volume for the month, the month, maybe I bench pressed, I don't know, 150 times. And of that 150 times, only 15 reps were on a straight bar, right? It's yeah. really low dosage. And so as long as the intensity wasn't high, that dosage is low, we're okay. 
And yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is like starting to understand dosage. And when I, when I say understand dosage, that ends up being like a really broad scoping idea because on one hand, if you're trying to eat stronger, right? Dosage becomes important. Okay. A lot of people I talk to, like, so I'm 40, I'm, I'm going to be 41 here in a week or so. And if I deadlift and squat in the same week, really heavy, like just shut me down. Like you can just, you can take me out back and like shoot me. Like I'm done. Right. I can squat heavy once a week. Mm. Right. And I can deadlift heavy seven to 10 business days after that. Right. (laughs) So those dosages are lower than they've been in the past, but the numbers are still good. Like I still am very strong. I just squat every other week now. Yeah. I deadlift the weeks I don't squat. And that's plenty of a dosage for me to sustain requisite strength that I want. But what I learned the hard way was that I had to address the dosages in accordance. Yeah. Because most programs, and I, I I don't want to say I program hop by any means, but I like to try different programs to give me exposure and education. Most programs you deadlift once and you squat once. One of the programs I was looking at, the con- one of the conjugate programs, you were squatting and deadlifting on the same day. Mm. Are you freaking wild? Do you know what that would do to my old ass? I'd be crushed, right? Yeah. So I think a good piece of this is being able to pause and understand dosage. I pay people I respect for generalized programming, and I still make adaptations to those programs out of just self-preservation. So also the knowledge that you have of your own body, right? Like right. you, that you can't squat and deadlift at the same time or on the same day. Right. But they don't, right. They're just, Oh, these are the, the pro- this is the program, follow it. So I think that's another um, tidbit for people too. It's like, if you know, like you should know your body better than anybody else. Right. right. Like I know, when I play basketball, my ankles are very weak. And so I can't be jumping up and, and trying to get all these rebounds because I'm going to land on someone's foot. Like it's happened to me too many times. Right. Right. Well, that's something that I know that no one else probably knows. Right. So, you know, when you do like, and this is again, speaking to the population when you do like, cause the new year's coming up, right. People are going to start going to the gym. People are going to. Right. And like know yourself enough to take that pause and really understand like, Hey, I haven't worked out in X amount of weeks or months. So I probably shouldn't go really hard and ease your way into it. And, um, you know, seek help, right. From a friend that knows, um, about working out or, you know, look at a trainer or a strength and conditioning coach or a physical therapy, whatever it is. Right. But know your own limitations and, um, you know, play around with the dosage. I think that's going to be key for a lot of people, especially coming into this year. Um, because you know, now there's no more like home gyms anymore. So yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, getting back into the 24-hour fitnesses, the LA fitnesses, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I think that that's a that's a it's a very 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 important thing is dosage, right? Um, so let's give let's give a recommendation here. 
I, I can't speak to everybody out there. I yep. can't speak to your skill level or whatever, whoever you are, you need less than what you're probably doing. And yeah. I know this is going to be surprising, but you need less. Recently, I ran a Mike Menser program, an old bodybuilder. And Mike Menser's belief is that like body part a day, 72 hours between training. It's really a conservative program. Intensity is high. I'll say the intensity is high, right? You're working to a heavy 12 to where I can't go anymore. The intensity is high. I was very concerned my aesthetic would change in a very bad way. It did mm. not. Ran the program for nine weeks. My physique, if anything, probably got a little bit better. And I felt good. And it's one of the lowest doses programs I've ever seen. Mm. A lot of people associate training with suffrage. Yeah. It is not suffrage. It is a gift to be in the gym. And it is not, you're not pussing out by not running face first into a wall, regardless of what David Goggins tells you. Yeah. So understand that whatever your dosage is, if you back it off 10%, I have a funny feeling you're going to be all right still. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that also plays a role in longevity, right? Like if you're not, you know, super sore afterwards for the next three days, you're probably going to go to the gym more often. And the more often you go to the gym, the more tolerance you have, the less sore you get, the more you do, you know, it just keeps going on and compounds. I think that's a that's a super great recommendation. And I think, or I hope that people people take that. Fingers crossed. So listen up, folks, you New Year'sers. Low dosage, build slowly, understand that you don't have to like blow yourself out. And if things hurt, modify into a position that doesn't hurt and then allow yourself to grow into the positions you want. That's my mic drop moment. Thank right. you guys for listening. We greatly appreciate it as always. Yes. And uh, we'll see you on the footbitty flop, right? Okay. Flop, bringing it back. All right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I'll see you next time.